0: One story that was kind of coming to my mind, um, well, there's a few, and I, we, we can just start here and see where, where God takes us, um, but uh, it, I, I talked about it by a, in, in the previous, uh, we were doing a conference these, these previous days, and it's been so much fun to hang out with a few of you. Uh, I, don't, I can't see your faces. I wish I could, and uh, that would have been nice, but uh, the, the story of the, the Syrophoenician woman in Matthew 15, 21. And it kind of starts out with this. You can follow me. Verse 21 uh, says this. It says, Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the district of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from the region came out and began to cry out, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David, for my daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. And then it says, verse 23, but he did not answer her a word. I don't know if you've ever word, uh, read this, this, this word, this, this section here of scripture and be puzzled like, Jesus did not answer. That doesn't sound like normal Jesus behavior. When you see people crying out, he stops everything and he goes towards them. But in this case, he responds a very different way. And I, I was kind of confused by that. So I just like, you know, usually if there's something in the Bible, it's because, you know, he has treasures in there for us to seek and, and discover. So I'm like, okay, it puzzled me, but I bet it's there for a reason. So I started to study it. Um, but let, let's just keep on reading first. It says, um, Jesus did not answer her a word, right? So it says, then so his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. And then Jesus says, I was sent only to the sh- to the lost sheep of Israel, right? He said, basically, he said I didn't come for the dogs, I came for the sheep of Israel. And you're like, man, Jesus, that's pretty. Pretty intense wording to talk to a woman that way. It's not it doesn't sound like the loving the loving Jesus that we know. And so I started to study a bit, and I realized here it says in verse 22, right? It says, "Have mercy on me, Lord, Son of David," right? Which is very interesting because if you study that term, "Son of David" was a term only reserved for the Jewish people to address Jesus by. Why is that important? She wasn't Jewish, right? She was from Canaan. She was a Syrophoenician woman. So basically, and, and if you read uh, in verse 26, it keeps going. It says, uh, he says this, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Like that's just worse than you said before. My goodness, Jesus. Um, and so also that word dogs is a term that they were used for non-Jewish people. Uh, it's a synonym for a term that, and um, so then she was trying to become a something that she wasn't to receive something she wanted, right? She was pretending to be Jewish when she wasn't and says Jesus didn't listen to her word. And then he says, then she says, yes, it is Lord. In verse 27, she said, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. It says, then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith your request is granted like what happened there that is so what happened so basically she says even the dogs like even the non-jewish people can receive from what the lord is doing and when she recognized who she was in the presence of the lord he gave her what she wanted and he said woman great is your faith i want to propose when you come as you are you leave as he is See, when you come to the Lord saying, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, I'm a sinner, all this stuff, he, he will put a, a blind, he won't listen to you, he'll turn a deaf ear to you. Interesting, right? You even see that in a, the, the, the prodigal son story. I don't know how many of you know that story. It's a fabulous story. Remarkable. So long story short, basically, there's two brothers, there's a younger son, and he, he goes up to his dad and says, I want all the inheritance now. Which is very insulting in that culture because you're saying, I wish you were dead so I could live my life. Because you only received in those days the inheritance once the person died, obviously. Um, so the father granted him his wish and he went and he squandered it all over on prostitutes, casinos, I mean, you name it. You can just guess anything in the, in this day and age out there that's, that's not a, not good for you, he, he did it all, right? And then he ended up with the pigs, he ended up covered in the filth, right? In the poop of the pigs. He was at the lowest of the low feeding the pigs. And he was remembering like, man, even the servants, even the servants live better than I do now. Maybe if I go back and I repent for what I've done, maybe maybe I get to be a servant and live there. So he, with that in mind, he goes and he's walking. And I bet he's thinking like, man, how do I repent? Do Do I share all the details? Do I share the parts that I apologize just for what I did to him? Like just thinking like what, like all this guilt, shame. Like, how do I share this to my father? And he's walking up. And as he's walking up on the road, the father sees him at a distance. And he says, The, pocket, the, 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 the father picked up his tunic and ran. Now, why is that important? I always looked over that verse. But that was a very low class in, in the Jewish culture to lift up your robes like that because it meant you were running. Now, if you remember in the Old Testament, it says, You know, if you brought shame to your family, you, they, were, they would bring you to the, the gates of the city and and, and, and the, the, the elders would stone you to death. That was the Old Testament covenant. That's what, what was happening. So the father was outrunning someone, some people. He was outrunning the accusers that were there to kill him. And he outruns them all. And he goes up to the kid and he hugs his son. And before the son has a chance to say anything like, I sin terribly, he tried, to, and it says the dad didn't listen. And he says he kissed him. Now, that word kiss is so important. It says, basically, that word kiss means he cleaned him with his love. He cleaned him with his kisses. So imagine he comes covered in filth and, and pig poop, all that stuff, and the father embraces him and cleans him with his love. And then takes him, and I bet the son's like, no, he 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 wouldn't treat me like this if he knew what I did, right? And and the father goes in like, hey, kill the fattened calf, you know. Uh my son, I thought well we were he was dead, he's alive, and we're gonna sell And the son's like, Don't don't do anything, because <laughs> I haven't told talked to him yet. And and the father didn't listen. See, I, I propose that when you try to tell God who you're not, he won't listen. When you come as you are, you leave as he is. Now that is beautiful because Jesus took what we deserved so we could receive what he deserved, right? There's a phrase that I shared in the conference that that I think is really powerful. It is, Jesus is not the window, which through we see our potential of what we can become. He's actually the mirror showing us the reflection of what we already are. It's so powerful. See, like when Adam and Eve, right, they were made in what? In the image and likeness of God. And then the serpent comes and says, if you want to be more like God, do, perform, right? Eat. And they did. But it's crazy because they were already in the image and likeness of God. See, I want to propose to you that if we try to become more like Jesus in our own strength, we're basically going back into the garden and eating from that tree again. See, it's it's all finished. It's all finished. Like Jesus took everything that we deserve so we could become what he deserved is that amazing we don't start off any other time we start up after where jesus left it off that's where we start we don't start prior and we're aiming to grow into being like jesus like he he accomplished all that so we could become right the righteousness of christ why is righteousness important it's so important because righteousness means you're right standing with the father see no longer in the old testament it's you you became what you did so if you sinned you became a sinner makes sense right but we are no longer sinners and I know that might sound like what how how are we no longer sinners no no no. this is this is so important you were a sinner you were in the kingdom of darkness and the lord came in and took you from the kingdom of darkness and took you into the kingdom of light and he took you you're not a sinner saved by grace he took you from the kingdom of darkness a sinner and he pulled you into the kingdom of light, and you became a saint. See, no, no longer you are what you do, you are who he says you are, right? Just like, for example, if you see an apple tree bearing fruit all year round, right? And then it, then it, then it goes into winter, and it's not bearing fruit. Let me ask you a question. Is that tree still an apple tree? What, what is its identity? right? It, it's no longer what it does. Like just because it's not being frozen, it, it still is an apple tree. And I mean, may, maybe some of you might feel like, man, I, it's been hard. And I feel like the enemy will like, so this is important. How, how many of you heard that verse? I think it's in Romans. Uh, I think someone just posted it recently on, uh, I think it was Romans 8 something. Uh, I think the host shared it previously at the beginning. Romans eight thirty nine. There you go. It says, nothing can separate you from the love of God, right? No powers, nor depth, nor nor height, right? Nor, nor, Nor angels, nor principalities, nor demons, right? Nothing can separate you from his love, nor things present, nor things to come. Present, things to come. Okay, present, future, there's something missing, past. Why doesn't he mention our past? Because he purchased it. We have no right to visit our past without the blood of Jesus, right? He, he purchased that thing. So the only thing that can separate us from experiencing his love is when the enemy comes and he reminds us of our past, of what we were. But I have good news for you. That That is your old man and he is dead. He's not. You're not learning, like sometimes we just wear our old man <laughs> and we carry him with us, right? But you're, we're not learning how to die. Dying is a process, but death is an event. And on the cross, we always say this as a joke here uh, with Chris Gore, who's a mentor of mine. We we say, uh, Jesus didn't come to save us. He came to kill us. The cross was the biggest mass murder in history. He didn't come to fix us. It's not a sin management program. He eliminated the power of sin and death over our lives so we could become completely free. Now, sometimes I ask people, what is the gospel? And they'll say, the gospel is... uh, Healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out demons, right? It's, it's all these things. And we're like, no, that's the, that's the fruit of the gospel. What is the gospel? And they're like, well, I don't know. See, Christ didn't set us free so we could heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, plant churches, all that stuff, which is all good. He didn't do it for that. Christ set us free for freedom's sake. And it is free people that change the world. It is free people that heal the sick, that cast out demons, that heal the leper, right, that plant churches. So he, there's no strings attached. His love isn't to, to, to make you do something. His love is for a relationship to happen. is that amazing? It's so good. Again, I said this in the, in the conference yesterday. Like if you're walking on the street and you step on a nail, do you become a nail? No, you don't. That's ridiculous, right? But we think that if we sin, then we become a sinner. In John, it says this, it says, it's impossible for a Christian to sin. A Christian cannot sin. And it's multiple times in there. And it's so shocking because I'm like, well, then (laughs) there's no hope for me, right? Uh, I want to propose this. You can only sin outside of your identity. You can only forget who you are and and behave inferior to who your identity is. Because if you know who you are, you don't want to do anything inferior to that, right? Like it's like, it's if I get a cup of dirt and I'm like, Hey, eat this. And you'll be like, no, why? Because you know your worth and you know what you have available to eat. You do not, you don't, it doesn't even cross your mind. And Christ set us free that sin wouldn't even cross our mind because we would so see him and know who we are in him, right? That we will not want to behave inferior. So grace empowers us to be what Jesus has called us to be. It's not a permission to sin. But this is the beauty, even if you, the, the, one day I was struggling, right? I, and and I, I, I did something really stupid and I felt guilt and shame. And I'm like, oh, so stupid. Why did I do that? Like, oh, and I felt separated from the father. And you know what's interesting? He came up and he's like, Johnny, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm feeling guilt and shame for what I did. And he's like, why? I'm like, because that's what you're supposed to do he's like, uh, I took your guilt and your, your shame, right? I took your sin. What are you doing? I'm like, what, you, I can just get up and keep walking? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, that doesn't feel right. He's like, why? And I'm like, because I feel like I have to beat myself up until I earn my righteousness back. And he's like, ah, self-righteousness. And you know what? Our flesh hates it because we cannot earn it. You can do nothing to feel like you're good enough to be able to receive it. You have to let yourself go to this. So grace is actually quite scary for me because you let yourself go to grace and you can't, you can't control the outcome even though the outcome is guaranteed. And, and there's no grace under self-righteousness, but there's so much grace in his righteousness. So when we come to the Father, uh, I'll just read this one verse. Uh, it's from the, mes- the message. Uh, It's Psalm 51, 16 to 17, and it says the following here. I'll just read it to you guys. It says, going through the motions doesn't please you. A flawless performance is nothing to you. I learned God worship when my pride was shattered. Heart-shattered lives ready for love don't for a moment escape God's notice. Isn't that awesome? Like, he doesn't want performers (laughs) He wants lovers. See, God doesn't need us because need would be based on need. He doesn't care. That means he doesn't care about you. He wants you. He wants to love on you just because he loves you. With no like, I want you now to do this because I did this favor for you. There's no string attached. It's just be the beloved, which would mean just be loved, beloved, be loved. So, With that, I wanted to touch into this, and I think uh, the word peace, it's so powerful. Uh, uh, Chris Gore has been stepping and pressing into praying for special needs. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Powerful man, a general in God's army. He's amazing. And he's been pressing into special needs and seeing autism, Asperger's, and all these things uh, healed, right? And we've been pressing in, and one word changed it all, and it was peace, we've seen now 72 cases of autism medically healed proven documents I, I mean i cry when i see a doctor's report saying this person is no longer disabled as of this day and i'm like god is amazing see doctors say truth doctors say facts which is fine and we, faith isn't blind to facts we look at facts right but god says truth and truth always trumps facts so Faith isn't blind, it's visionary. Faith is not like, oh, I, no, 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 that's not happening, I'm already healed. Like, no, if you're struggling, say, I'm struggling, but God, I see what he paid on the cross for me, and I'll choose to see that way. See, we can choose to live from earth to heaven, right? It says in the Bible that when, you, when Christ you know, went to the cross, we died with him, and now we raised with him, and we're seated in heavenly places. So that means, hey, congratulations, you are all dual citizens. Yay! (laughs) So you get to choose now where you want to live from, either from earth to heaven or from heaven to earth. You can go from a place of lack, which is earth, and try to like God and try to pull heaven down. You can seek in heavenly places next to Christ in a place where there's no lack, there's abundance. And you can, like, instead of praying for someone with cancer from earth to heaven, like, God, if it's your will, please come down. And we're trying to pull this kingdom down. Or I'm seated in heavenly places, cursing and and commanding with Jesus that cancer to die. Right? It's a very different way of living. See, we're we're not orphans. We don't live in this place. We've been adopted. and, And now we're in the kingdom of heaven. See, Jesus didn't just die for us to go to heaven. He didn't give you a fire insurance uh, regarding hell or he's, he gave you a jail uh, uh, get out of jail free card he died to get heaven into you so we could manifest the kingdom of heaven and take it wherever we go in our workplaces in our schools on buses i love seeing god show up in these places i, I i've ended up uh seeing so many people touch on the streets and just on my i'm going to work or any of that stuff why because he's with me Right, it's not because I'm special or any of that stuff. I'm special because He made me special, but I'm no different than you. We all have the same access to the same God, and 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 the only difference is, is saying yes to Him. That's that's it. But there's no special people. God doesn't have favorites. He has intimates, right? And you have full access. It says you can boldly come before the throne because God sees you righteous. Even if you stumble and you fall, said that someone said this really well. He says. Religion says this, if I mess up, I'll be like, oh, no. If my dad hears about this, I, I have to run and hide. There's no way. But relationship, sonship says this, oh, I messed up. I have to tell my father. See, God is for you. He's so for you. And see, for God to remember your sin, he would have to forget what Jesus did on the cross. But it says, as far as the east is from the west, the Lord has removed your sin isn't that good news see god doesn't back up our performance he backs up his word see it's not about us he set us free for freedom's sake so we could live an abundant life see shame guilt condemnation is not your portion in the kingdom it says holy spirit's job is to bring conviction of the world of their sin but to bring conviction of the believer of his righteousness so that means when you stumble he doesn't remind you yeah I can't believe you did that. I trusted you. You said you wouldn't do it. And how dare you? You've hurt me. God doesn't do that. See, God doesn't deal in consequences. He deals in compassion. He doesn't do that at all. It says, Holy Spirit's job is to bring the conviction to the believer of his righteousness. So he doesn't say who you're not. He says who you are. Like if I stumble, he'll be like, he won't be like Johnny. Why did you? He'll be like, Johnny, you know, you're so amazing. Like this is who you are. And he reminds me, and I'm like, ah. Oh. it says the goodness of God leads us to repentance. See, if that's true, if the goodness of God leads us to repentance, why do we think that it's our repentance that brings us goodness? Why do we think it's tied to our performance that we get to be closer to God? See, being separated from God is, a, is, is the lie from the pit of hell. You know, when you get married, it says your spirit and her spirit becomes one, right? Your two spirits become one. And you know what? We're one with Christ. Satan doesn't know where you end and Christ begins because you're one spirit. Isn't that good news? So it's not about you. I've seen times where I've messed up. Obviously repent. I changed the way I'm like, okay, God, I, I, I that was so inferior. And I choose, I, I turn away from that behavior that that's not me. This is me, right? I changed the way I'm thinking. I'm valuable. Why would I have to behave like that? And you just become, you just be loved, Right. So now that means some people are like, oh, can you sin freely? Like, no, if you sin, you know, it says, God says, you know, and John, it says, and if you sin, we have an advocate. It says, if you, now it doesn't say when you, he's not expecting us to fail. Why? Because he set us completely free, sin free. Isn't that good news? That means it says, you know, in, in Psalm 20, I think it's uh, in Psalm 25, 3, I think it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I think that's the one. Am I right? Or three I'll have Pastor Steve correct me. (laughs) Um, Oh, he's typing right now. Psalm 23. I think it's Psalm 23, 5. Or I think it starts maybe in 3. It says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's just the shadow. It doesn't even have substance. It's not like something's actually, even though it looks like or it seems like it, I'll be with you. And then it says, in in the presence of your enemy, I will set a table before you. <laughs> Isn't that good news? It doesn't say, in the absence of your enemies, I'll prepare a table. <laughs> it says, in the presence of your enemies, I'll prepare a t- feast before you. Right? And this is amazing. That means the enemy has to watch. And all you have to do is feast on Jesus, who I am in him, who he is in me. See, I want to propose this, that feasting is fighting. See, the enemy sometimes like, come on, fight me, fight me. Let me see your best shot. Let me, come on, come fight me. Because he, he knows who's going to get tired first. And it's not, we know, we know that that's his whole arena, It's performance, right? But when you feast on Jesus, like you're feasting on him. You know, that verse that says uh, in Isaiah, like, why would I go and fight you down there? Because I'm having such a good time up here, right? You're feasting on him. And then God fights your battles, and he sums, well done. He'll say, even great is your faith. And you're like, I just praised you. I just spent time with you. And he fights your battles for you. Isn't that good news? So I just feel like the Lord just wanted to break condemnation, all that stuff and guilt. But then I want to tap into peace too, because remember I said that that peace was the key to see this autism healed. And peace comes from the word shalom, as many of you know, but this is what it means. I mean, shalom is this, the spirit that destroys chaos, the spirit that annihilates chaos, right? What is sickness? It's chaos, right? What is cancer? It's chaos. The cells are attacking each other. Who is the prince of peace, right? It says Jesus, right, raised from the dead. And then he freaked everyone out with this, some people call it a party trick. I don't know what, but he walked through the wall. And then he says, peace be with you. Like, I, I remember I was like, what is happening, right? I have these questions sometimes. I love, the Lord loves that you ask questions. It's like, oh, why, why did you walk through the wall? And I think Jesus walked through the wall and didn't use the door because he was the door. <laughs> he didn't need to use the door because he is the door, right? And Jesus is more real than the wall. He went through and then he says, my peace I give to you. So my peace I give to you, that word I give to you is like a rich man bestows his inheritance on you. That's powerful. So it doesn't mean I have a million dollars and there's a million people, everyone gets a dollar. No, I have a million dollars and the fullness of who I am, you get. You get a million, you get a million. You, I don't know if you've seen Oprah, that thing, like you get a car, you get a car, like everyone gets the fullness. It's like the fullness of shalom, the spirit that you saw in operating that calmed the storm when it came. When there was no finance in a time of need, God said, just go over to the fish and pull a coin out of his mouth. Like There was a, an answer in a time of stress and chaos. It's like that same spirit that you saw operate through me, I give to you. Right? And peace is not something that the enemy can take, but we can give it up. But that's good news because that means we can pick it up wherever we left it off. Is that good news or is that good news? (laughs) So I just feel God wants to restore peace. See, peace isn't the absence of something, it's the presence of someone. Peace isn't the absence of your problems. Like, oh, once I get free from this situation, this scenario, once I get healed from this, then I'll be able to obtain peace. No, no, no. Peace is in the absence of that. It's the presence of someone. That means you can have peace in the middle of your trial or whatever you're going through. You can be with the prince of peace, right? So I just want to welcome you right now, even just to to open your hands like you're expecting to receive a gift or just, just position yourself to receive from him the best way you know how. And just, just just welcome him. And maybe some of you have struggled with anxiety. I feel God breaking off anxiety, breaking off tension, stress, all that stuff. That's not your portion. Peace. I so said the kingdom isn't meat nor drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, right? So just oh just receive right now. And Lord, I just release an awareness of the Prince of Peace. Lord, would you just enter into everyone's House, room, wherever they're at. See, peace isn't passive. It's aggressive against anything that's not of peace. Anything that stands against peace, it's, it's attacking. And, it's, and it's, it's militant against it. So I just release a military invasion of peace into your household, into your lives. And I just command anxiety, tension, struggle, stress, hopelessness, all these things to fall off you right now. Right now, in Jesus' name, and I release peace. So, okay, we're going to do just a prophetic act right now. I want you in your seat. You can do it in your seat. If you can stand up, if you want, you can just roll back if you want to. And I want you to imagine a line in front of you. And I want you to imagine, okay, where we're at right now, that is all the stress, all the things that you've been going through, all the reminders that the enemy is giving you, of why you should be stressed, and all the leeches that the enemy is putting on you to suck away that peace that belongs to you just just sit there right let's just sit there for a moment and then on the count of 3 i'm just going to say we're going to say i step into peace altogether on the count of 3 and then we're just going to step forward and say i receive your peace and we're just going to stay there for a moment and let him do what he does best i feel like he wants to restore lots of us into the fullness of peace that we deserve righteousness and joy and joy so let's just let's just take a moment right now and you can become aware of all the things that have leached away and have taken away your peace, that have even maybe lost hope to think that that situation can change. All that stuff, all that stress, all the time that it's taken away from you. You know, some people say worrying is is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it takes you nowhere. Like all that worry that you've been through, all that stuff. Just, 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 just drop it right now. Just, just let go of it. Just let go of it. Sometimes God wants to give us stuff, but we're holding on to stuff. We have to let go of it so then we can have our hands open to be able to receive. So let's just let go. Let's just let go. Cool. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, on the count of three, we're just going to say, I receive your peace. And we're just going to take a step forward, okay? Here we go. One, two, three. I receive your peace. Just stick your hands forward and just receive peace right now. The spirit that destroyed chaos. Stripping away chains. All the things that the enemy has done in the season. All the stress. He's just wiping it off. And if you dropped your peace somewhere, just pick it back up. Just pick it back up. Just receive. Whew wow wow just keep receiving keep receiving just take time and and if you're not feeling anything that's totally fine don't put faith in a feeling put faith that there's an exchange a divine exchange happening right now god even though i'm not feeling anything i thank you so much you're taking away all the burdens it says your burden is easy and your yoke is light thank you for a divine exchange in this moment I even see people right now, I see, uh, I'm seeing uh, tensions in people's back, like knots in people's back being loosened right now. I see any lack of mobility, like it could be shoulders and necks, just because of just tension. I see it just loosening right now. So I just release the peace of heaven upon you right now. And I command all knots knots to be loosened in Jesus' name. I declare wholeness over you in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Wow. I'm even seeing the Lord healing like betrayals or things that have hurt you. I even feel the Lord saying, you know, betrayals, I I understand that one really well. I understand that one really well. And 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 he's like, I took that, so you didn't have to feel that anymore. So I just feel like the Lord even restoring hurts of your heart. He's healing the heart today. I just feel this strong, uh, there's a strong grace for conditions of the heart and even just mindsets Uh, i call them us um, mental knots you know uh, uh, emotional knots the lord like a chiropractor just loosening them and releasing you from them you just have to receive this is not a reward it's a gift so all you have to do is just say thank you (laughs) that's how we receive a gift just just say thank you just say thank you in that place let's just stay here for a bit more if something's happening you feel like uh, even migraines headaches uh, even fogginess like like it's been hard to to think clearly like it's just been a lack of clarity to recall things it's just been heavy uh, hard to be creative those who of you are creative i feel like that's lifting too if you feel like something's happening or you there's a healing in your body just just please type that in the chat we would love just to celebrate what god is doing and even if it's small, sometimes we overlook the miraculous because we're looking for the spectacular. Let's just celebrate what God is doing. Then it says you enter his courts with Thanksgiving. So just if something's happening, please type it because we want to honor what the Lord is doing and, and 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 just honor what he's doing. Yeah, and celebrate it. And celebrate it. Yeah, Lord, we just I just thank you for everything you're doing right now in people's homes. I thank you right now. Yeah, there's such a grace. Just receive it. Just receive it. And and you can even say this after me to say, I I receive better than anyone I know. (laughs) I receive better than anyone I know. I'm I'm a good receiver. (laughs) I'm lovable. (laughs) Hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, the Lord is not angry at you. He loves you. He loves you, he loves you, he loves you. Cool, I feel, I feel that really strong. The Lord is like, I'm not angry at you. I'm not angry at what you've done or any of that stuff. Like, I, I don't see that. I'm not listening to that. I see you for who you are. And I want to relate to you by the basis of who you are, which is righteous, pure, holy, holy. Just let him change that mindset. and let, let yourself be loved, not in the places that like are just strong, but the places that you feel weak. That places that need to hear that just, 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 just be loved by Him in this moment. Yeah, the Lord's really breaking things off. I just feel like that furious love of of the Lion of Judah. Just that, like, err, like I'm. I, if anything touches you, I'm gonna devour it. Like I love you so much. If anything touches you or stops you from being fully who you're meant to be, I'm 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 coming after that. I'm gonna overwhelm what is overwhelming you. I see that, and I, and I also see a dam, of, a dam that, that has this word uh, that says delays written on it, and I see it cracking and breaking open, and I see promises that haven't been fulfilled will be fulfilled, uh, dreams and desires becoming fulfilled, things that haven't been will be. It's just like a, like, and you have I don't know if you've ever seen a, a dam break, but it's like there's this flood, the, 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 like everything that hasn't happened, you're gonna catch up. The enemy has to give back seven times, says the Lord, right? So I just feel like the tables have turned. The enemy has overplayed his cards and the enemy can't never, he's never creative, right? He never takes initiative. He always reacts to what God is doing. So all these things that are happening is is, is the enemy reacting to God pouring out something fresh and new over you. So, and and, uh, there's this phrase, that's really cool. It says, the enemy only attacks you because he doesn't have you isn't that good news if he had you he wouldn't bother with attacking you so if you felt like you've been through stuff that's good news the enemy's just so angry he's like you know we compare him to a dog right dogs when they're scared they bark louder cuz they're losing right they're intimidated so if if you felt like it's been a hard season for you it means cuz you've done something right you've done something well done so sometimes uh, it feels bad that this is what victory feels like This is what it feels like. And I just hear the Lord saying, well done, good and faithful. I'm well pleased with you. Now, good and faithful, right? That's for servants, right? Well done, good and faithful. And then the part, I'm well pleased. That's what sons receive. I'm well pleased. The Lord is pleased with you.